It's time for Hoop Talk, presented by Olympia Orthopedic Associates on 95.3 KGY. A weekly look at high school basketball in the area with your hosts, Noel Wall and Olympian prep contributor, Dave Weber. Well, good morning and welcome to Hoop Talk, Thurston County's very only high school basketball roundup show. 28 teams and a half hour to do it in it. We rarely make it in time. I hesitate to call it the longest half hour in sports, huh. but <laughs> good morning, Dave. How are you? Oh, doing pretty good. Hey, I found out we have some listeners when I was at a game the other night at Olympia. Oh, that's good to know. And the uh, legendary local uh, referee, Tom Jones, came up to me, said he listens and he enjoys uh, the show, which kind of surprised me because to find out Tom likes to hear me talk about basketball. A few years ago when I was coaching Tumwater, when I tried to talk to him about basketball, he'd let the other team shoot free throws. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's a good thing things have changed a little bit. The technical foul. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, the show will be available for podcast on the KGY website. Look for the Hoop Talk under the on-air drop-down. You can also enter your soon-to-be new driver to win driver's ed from 911 Driving School. In our second segment this morning, we're going to hear from Black Hills coach Jeff Gallagher and uh, Jackson Bauer. We'll also hear from the Tumwater girls coach, Robin Johnson, and her player Katie Cunning- Cunningham. And in where are they now? I have no idea. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> ben Bishop, former uh, post player for the Olympia Bears. We'll drop him in right after we talk about the Bears at the end of the show. All right. So we'll find out where he is right now. Uh, let's start right now. SeaTac uh, 1B League, Pope John Paul II. Uh, we got the boys and girls still kind of struggling. 2-8 and eight for the boys, 3-12 and 12 overall. Girls, no wins in 14 starts, and they're going to be uh, taking on the Muckleshoot Tribal School tonight at St. Martin's. Yep, that's about all we have to say about them. They both lost to Seattle Lutheran uh, during the last week. Um, always nice for them to get that court at St. Martin's, though. Seen them play a couple of playoff games there in the past. And uh, nice atmosphere for a little school to get to play in the 4,000-seat arena. <laughs> it's really something like to fill it up a little bit anyway. Yep. Uh, Central League, Rainier Mountaineers uh, still without a league win. They're 2-15 and overall. They're going to see uh, Morton White pass next week. Yeah, and they were uh, beaten by both Winlock and Wakayakum over the weekend, or not the weekend, but in the last week. Wyatt um, Coleman did get four, 12 points against the Cardinals, so um, they hosted Mossy Rock last night, so they have another game we don't know the result of, and then they will play in Morden against Morden White Pass next Tuesday. All right, the girls, a little bit different story, 6-1. and one. They're at the, at the top with Wakayakum. They're 15-1 and one overall. They're going to host Tudor Lake. Yeah, they host. They actually host. Yeah, they host Tudor Lake tonight, and they had had a low scoring game, which is kind of unusual for them to have this low scoring of a game. They beat on Alaska, thirty eight thirty one. Kaylee Schultz had more than half the points with twenty, so the Mountaineers kept a kept their uh, winning ways alive. But that was kind of a tough one for them against on Alaska. Okay, moving to Pacific Mountain League, the uh, Northwest Christian High School Navigators are eleven and three in league. They're now third behind Willapa Valley and Life Christian, who are tied at the top. Yeah, and they got a win over Chief Leshi, and uh, tonight they're going to travel to PL. And um, the girls, of course, doing a little bit different. They're kind of on the opposite of Rainier. It's the girls that are having some trouble. They're 1-16, lost to Chief Leshi and PL last week, and they are at North Beach on Friday. And moving on to 1A, then uh, Tonino Beavers, uh, the boys, 1-5, uh, 9-7 overall. Can't find any traction in the league. Uh, they're going to face Elma on Friday. Yeah, it's been tough for them. Um, they did win a non-league game last week over Three Rivers Christian. 
But then they played two league games, lost them both to Forks and Montesano. And against the Bulldogs, Logan Brewer had 10 points. But as you mentioned, they go to Elm on Friday, and that is not going to be any easier than any other game they've played. So tough one for the Beavers, but they did have that good preseason, so maybe there's still some good ball lurking in them somewhere. All right, the girls are 4-2 and two in league, 13-5 and five overall. They're just behind Elma, who they're going to host tonight. Yeah, and they uh, that game will be at 7 o'clock, and they have uh, – um, are they have fallen a game behind Montesano in the 1A Evergreen uh, standings after they lost to the Bulldogs uh-huh. at home on Tuesday. Kaylee Scow led the Beavers with 16 in that one, but uh, they're still in the middle of it, but it's a, it's a scrap in that 1A Evco between those three teams, between Tenino, uh, Montesano, and Elma. All right, nice to have parity in the league, though. Well, there's our first segment, first few teams. When we come back, we've got to look at the uh, 2A teams. Plus, we're going to hear from Black Hills coach Jeff Gallagher and Jackson Bauer. And then uh, from the Tumwater side, Robin Johnson and Katie Cunningham. Don't go away. It's Hoop Talk on 95.3 KGY. And welcome back. Hoop Talk presented by Olympia Orthopedic and Rapid Orthopedic. I'm Noel Wall. He is Dave Weber. We are talking hoops. Moving to the two A's, we'll start with the South Puget Sound League and the River Ridge Hawks. The boys, uh, four and seven right now, seven and eleven overall. Uh, had Clover Park last night, so we don't know what happened. Still to come on Friday. Uh, I think that's the final regular season game for them. Is that right? It is. They have a double elimination tournament in the two A SPSL where they uh, halt the uh, league play early, which makes sense because they've got two divisions of five teams each. So they they halt it and then they have this big tournament. Did the same thing in football. They played crossover games, one versus one, two versus two. So it's a way for them to get their uh, two divisions to play each other. And we will see how that goes for the Hawks. They uh, beat Ording last week, and then they lost to Foss. So that's how they got to those records you mentioned earlier. All right. The girls, I see, is 3-9 and nine and uh, hosting Stillicum on Friday. Yeah. They, are, uh, they lost to Clover Park. They... Technically got a win because Foss forfeited, but that's been a long time coming since Foss doesn't really have a girls' basketball team this year. Right. And they will uh, host Stelicum on Friday, final regular season game. And that is a double elimination league tournament. So both River Ridge boys and girls each have at least two more games, and they could uh, win their way into the districts. Okay. And we'll move on to now the Evco League and uh, Rochester Warriors. Uh, boys still looking for a win in league play. They're two and thirteen overall. Yeah, they lost to Aberdeen, and then they hosted uh, WF West last night, and they will be at Tumwater on Friday. Um, girls, if you want me to launch right into that, sure. Girls are doing a little bit better. They're nine and seven. They're just two and four in the league, but that puts the Warriors in fourth, which is good enough for a district playoff berth that they can stay there. And they showed some better signs of life than they did against the two contenders from Tumwater, who. Beat them rather easily, but they played WF West on Tuesday night. Led much of the way. There were a bunch of lead changes. And finally, the Bearcats came out ahead 58-50. But uh, much better um, contention for Rochester against a contender. So that was a good thing to see for them. Uh, Lexi Jones-Setterberg, another double-double, 11 points, 18 rebounds. Paige Winter, 16 points. And Megan Elkins, 11 in that loss to the Bearcats. And they'll get another shot at league-leading Tumwater tonight at 7 p.m. And with that, let's move on to Tumwater. And the Tumwater boys are 3-2, uh, and 5-10 and overall. 
uh, hosted Centralia yesterday. They got Rochester tomorrow. Yeah, they uh, took a tough loss at home the other night. A huge doubleheader. We were talking about at the end of the show last week. Um, packed house at, uh, I guess they call it the Nest at Tumwater. And uh, the boys took a loss of 72-61. Peyton Peterson had led the way for the Birds with 14. Damon Gaither added 11. Talk a little bit about, in a minute, what Black Hills did to stop them. Um, but Black Hills is kind of taking control of that league. They've got a two-game lead over Tumwater now and also Aberdeen. And we'll hear more about Black Hills in just a minute. Yep. Uh, the Tumwater girls out doing a great job, 6-0 and in league, 15-1 and overall. They've got Rochester tonight. Yeah, I'd have to say that the Tumwater girls thus far, they're the kind of the story of the year for Thurston County High School basketball. They uh, were not very good at all last year, as most people realize, and then this influx of freshmen came in, and this week the uh, seniors actually came back to lead the way. Uh, they were down 13-2 to against um, Black Hills at their own place. Didn't look too good, but they rallied, and it was the seniors, Katie Cunningham, who we're going to talk to, had 15 points in that game, and uh, Sophia Kelsch had 12. So big big night for the two seniors. Sophia Kelsch hit a three-pointer towards the end to put them ahead to stay. Uh, they did get 14 points from uh, Aubrey Amendola to uh, represent that freshman class that everybody's so high on, but Big win for them coming from behind, kind of how they did at WF West a, a while back. So they're in a they have a one game lead over WF West, and they have shown every sign of being in control of the two A Co. And they play at Rochester tonight. All right, you talked to Robin Johnson right. uh, after that game. Right after the game, talked to Robin and uh, Katie Cunningham. And uh, I'll just lead into this that uh, the first thing you talked to her about was they had a pretty poor start to the game. And what happened? That's where we start. Yeah, I wouldn't say we were great all game, um, but I give you know Black Hills a lot of credit. Of course, they came out ready to go, and they I think our nerves really took over, and we were we wanted to win so bad. I think you could tell that they were playing a little tight and a little um, just nervous. I think um, big game for well, an inexperienced team, so right. I think we just needed to settle in a little bit. So that kind of leads to my next question: inexperienced team, and it was Katie that got you going. You got your senior got your first couple of field goals yeah i thought katie and sophie had their best games all season uh, you know along with actually shahalis they've really led the way in in that department and on their play in the court i thought when did they start scoring more because i know when i first came out here it was almost like they were deferring to the freshmen and letting them be the scoring heroes and sophie had a huge three down the stretch here yeah katie i think led you in scoring if i had to guess i don't think you did yeah so I'm, what, I'm what's the difference in there I'm actually not sure, but we, we knew as a team that was probably going to happen. You know, a lot of the freshmen used to play fast, and we fast broke a lot. And so it was easy for them to get buckets. We knew once we faced league and once we faced coaches that would scout us and, you know, had something on the line for it, they would shut that down and then we'd have to execute a half-court offense. So we've been preparing for that this whole time. So what did enable, if you had to say, what was the key thing that made you able to come back? Because it wasn't just a start at the beginning, the poor start. They had another couple of runs, and you guys had to answer. What, what made you able to come back and finally get the win? You know, this whole game we talked about was going to all come down to mental toughness. I told them from the start that I didn't expect them to play perfect. I didn't care how many mistakes they made, but that we were going to do whatever it took. Um, and that's been our motto kind of the last three days leading up to this, that whatever it takes. And that we were playing for our seniors. The seniors haven't beat Black Hills in seven years, and I, we felt they deserved it. So everything we had done uh, this week was for the seniors, and we knew that we would do whatever. All right, very good. And following that, he talked with Katie, and here's that interview. All right, Coach Robin Johnson, come on. I says she loves exciting, pressure-packed games. 
Her team got another one tonight, and here's Katie Cunningham is with us after, I believe he scored 15 tonight in the win over Black Hills. It was a seesaw game. You guys came out looking pretty bad at the start. Caught them, and they pulled back again. And you guys were always able to uh, find another run. What's it like to play a game with that many different runs? Oh, gosh. We all knew that. We wanted it so much. Um, even when we fall back, we knew we just wanted it, wanted it. Robin wrote on the board, um, whatever it takes, you got to go all out. And so we all knew we wanted it. So no matter what came at us, we came back and moved on to the next play. What was the problem at the beginning when you guys basically didn't score for, like, you missed your first 11 field goal attempts? What was going on there? Right. We were just, I think that we were just getting a little frazzled and we would throw unneeded passes. And But we got back on defense and we worked. So then it went inside to you a couple of times. You got a couple of baskets, and that kind of sparked Tumwater to come back. Uh, the only problem that you had tonight, you got in foul trouble a little bit. You picked your third and fourth up pretty early. <laughs> Were you worried about that at all? What did you have to do to play? Um, I knew that the girls on the bench would go in and fill in my spot. Um, I knew that whatever they did, they'd fill me in, and they they'd go to work just like I did. And then you came back, and you got a couple more big buckets towards the end, and. Uh, their inside players were playing well tonight too, though. Yes. So it kind of was inside morning yep. game. Huh? Um, so now you guys are five and zero yep. in the league. You went through the first time, first round undefeated. What is that? How do you look towards the second round? Are you guys pretty confident, or? Yes, we're very confident, but one game at a time, and we got to give it our all. What's the biggest thing you have to look out for in the second half? so that it keeps going well. The biggest thing, um, staying in our heads, knowing that we got every single game, giving it our all. All right, very good. Good luck the second time around. Thank you. Off mic, you talked about how she smiled the whole time. You can hear it in her voice. Oh, yeah, they're, they're a happy bunch. They're at Tomater right now. They've had some good things happen. I think there's nothing like, um, you know, winning some tough games. If you go through and you just blast everybody in every single game, you kind of get even a little bit more worried, like, oh, are we going to yeah. mess this up? But they they played at um, at Black Hills. I don't think we played any of that tape I had from Robin Johnson after that game. But she um, was talking about that one. They were heckled down there, you know, that tough crowd. Well, she did talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we did play that one. That's right. Yeah, and, You know, the tough crowd down there in Chehalis, and they came through on that one. This one, they're at home, but it's still a tough crowd because you got half the place filled up with Wolves fans. Right. And you get down 13-2 to two in that rivalry. That's a tough thing to come back. So I think she was really happy and smiling just because things are going really well for you when you're able to come from behind like that against the other two best teams in your league. And moving on to Black Hills, the girls there are doing just fine, really, 4-2 and two in league, 11-5 and five overall. Yeah, they, they've had a hard luck season. They've had kind of the opposite. Their two league wins, they had chances to win and just didn't. And it's not, a, uh, it's not necessarily a terrible thing because it shows them that the next time around, you know, they may have done some things wrong down the stretch in the first game. But the second meeting, they'll be able to uh, play a little bit, you know, know what they did wrong and hopefully correct that. And they will be, they'll have to go to uh, WF West in the second round, but they will have the T-Birds at home the second time um, in that rivalry. Um, I think you mentioned they're 11-5 and five overall. Mia Flores had 16 points in that game versus Tumwater, and Kennedy Greenfield added 15. And they will, oh, they actually have played twice since that game, though. They well, beat, they played the MLK yeah. Showcase They've been in the MLK Monday. Showcase, and they beat Liberty in that one. Yeah. And then on Tuesday night, they uh, just thrashed Aberdeen, which we've mentioned is in a major rebuilding process. And then they traveled to Centralia tonight. So they're already back on track in, sense, in the sense that they put that loss aside, got a couple of victories. Um, who knows how it's going to turn out in league for them. They're two games out of first with only five to go. But that's, uh, as we mentioned with Rochester, 
Black Hills undoubtedly going to get a shot in districts, and anything can happen from there. There we go. Black Hills, one of the rare teams we're covering this year that actually has two teams in the hunt. Yeah, they do, and the boys are uh, the boys are pretty darn good. They're five and zero. They they did what the Tumwater girls did. They made it through the first time around the Evco uh, undefeated after going only three and six in preseason. Um, but they got Tumwater. It was a close game in the first half, but in the second half, uh, the, the Wolves just exploded. They had 10 three-point baskets in the second half and pulled away 72-61 from their rivals. Um, they had four players in double figures in that one. Avery Arman had 24. Jackson Bauer, who we're going to hear from, had 19. Zach Crumley, 15, and Gabe Wright, 10. And they were at Aberdeen last night, which was a tough game. Aberdeen's tied with them, or tied with Tumwater for second place behind Black Hills. And then they will host Centralia on Friday. So um, some good victories for them recently, and they will have to now be the team like the Tumwater girls that's uh, facing everybody, knowing they're at the top 5-0. and Everybody wanted to take them down the second time through. All right, well, let's hear that conversation right now with Coach Jeff Gallagher. Came out in the second half and turned mm. turned it up and yeah. just ran away from him. So why was it so tight in the first half and not in the second? Well, I mean, well, I, I haven't looked at our percentages, but I don't think we were shooting the basketball very well. Okay. And I thought there was a couple of opportunities that we had at the rim that we didn't finish. Uh, and then in the second half, you know, when those starters start falling, and then we're able to get into transition. So I think that was probably the biggest thing for us. And is, is since we haven't seen you before, is the three-pointer a huge part of what you do? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's the way that the game evolved or devolved, depending on how you, how you look at it. But uh, we got some really, really good shooters, and uh, they become, you know, really tough to guard when they're knocking down shots. Now you guys start out the year, you, I guess you just had a tough preseason schedule, mm-hmm. but you didn't have that great of a record. And now you've gone through the league undefeated yeah. one time. How important is that to... You have to. In, in order to be able to uh, win a league title, you have to have an opportunity to sweep people, you know, in, this, in the second half of league. And so we've got those uh, opportunities ahead of us. So, But, yeah, I think our non-conference schedule really uh, did a nice job preparing us. Now, what is – is Aberdeen good or are they just yeah. had a good preseason? Yeah, uh, They've lost two league games, though, right? Yeah, they've lost to us and to Tumwater. To no, 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 no. Shahalas. Yeah, because they beat Tumwater. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. so it's a tough league. I mean, yeah, it's it's yeah. every night you got to be ready to go. And how many you get, how many so spots you guys get in districts? I was like, Our top four go to districts. Top four. Yeah. Okay. Top four to districts. Here's the interview with Jackson Bauer. All right, we're in the back hallway at Tumwater High School where Jackson Bauer and his uh, Black Hills Wolves teammates have just uh, beaten Tumwater fairly handily in the second half. But you guys didn't come out um, pulling away from them the way you did in the second. What was going on in the first half that made it a closer game? Uh, the first half, they came out with a lot of energy. We came out with a lot of energy. Uh, it was just a close game. We weren't hitting shots. Second half, we came out with more energy than they did, and our shot started to fall. Is it a thing where when you have a rivalry game like this, both teams kind of come out a little bit too hyped up? Uh, yeah, I think everyone plays a little bit better since it's a big rivalry game. Yeah. Then you come out in the second half, and you uh, immediately caught fire. You hit uh, four threes in a short period of time, and that kind of made the difference as you guys pulled away. Were you just getting more open? Were you getting better passes? What was going on to get enable you to do that? Uh, yeah, the passes were coming in better. I was getting open looks. And I want to shout out to Coach Heidi Peterson uh, for uh, teaching me how to shoot over the summer. And what, did, what did she correct in your form? She corrected everything. Yeah. She started all over. Built you a whole new shot? Okay. And I'm, I'm at Heidi Pascal, not Heidi Peterson. Yeah. Okay. My fact. All right, yeah, I know she is, though. But, um, yeah. Okay, so then... Uh, Oh, in a broader, in a broader sense, you guys have uh, 
won all five of your league games. You're um, one game ahead of t no two games ahead of everybody now because you beat yeah. Tumwater and Aberdeen has two losses. How good does that feel to make it to the halfway point unbeaten? It's great. It's the first time I think it's done in school history, and we just got five more games to finish out. Okay. And what do you guys need to do to uh, stay on task and make sure? It's uh, we need to focus on defense and play with a lot of energy and just go out there every day and take it one step at a time. All right, hope things well for you guys. All right. It's got to be fun when you're on an undefeated team, like you said, halfway through the season. Yeah, it's just, um, you know, especially when you're two games ahead. Tumwater girls one game ahead, but the Black Hills boys two games up, five to go. And then, of course, though, um, as they say a lot in different sports, if you don't win in the postseason, your legacy is tarnished. There so, you go. That's so it. we'll have to see how these teams do carry forward. There's been, you know, there's been different different ways. I won't name the team because some of the listeners might now might have grown up in our sponsors of our program. But uh, there was one uh, high school team around here one year went twenty and zero. Then they lost three straight. They lost two in districts. Got knocked Amazing. out. Amazing. Still somehow made it to state. Lost their first game in state. So, um, you know, it's. As they say, they always the the kids and the coaches always throw that cliche one game at a time and staying mentally tough, and we kind of smirk at that because we hear it from everybody. But it's true, you can't just go five and zero oh in the first round of the league and say, "Oh, that's it." You yeah, know, relax. Got it made. You know? No relaxing. You got to play the second half and you got to play the postseason. All right, got a second half coming up. Got the second half of the show coming up, and uh, that includes three A and four A teams. We'll find out where he is now. That's all coming up. It's uh, Hoop Talk on 95.3 KGY. And we are back with Hoop Talk, presented by Olympia Orthopedic and Rapid Orthopedic. Nolan Dave here with the only complete high school basketball roundup show. We've covered A, B, 2A. Let's take a look at the 3A schools. Start in the South Sound with Yelm and the boys... Still looking for a league win. Yeah, they, uh, they're they winless in league, and they hosted Central Kitsap last night. They'll be at Timberline on Friday, but they're 1-15 overall. They were, I believe, either 1-19 or 0-19 last year. So um, tough era for the Elm boys. But as we said, when you're in a league like the 3A SEC, you know, the other teams aren't trying to stop getting better either. So the Yelm, right. Yelm can be better and still have a tough time in that league. So we'll see how they do over the next few years. Okay, the girls are doing better, 6-5 and five in league, 9-7 and seven overall. They also played the MLK Showcase and beat Mark Morris, if I remember right. They did beat Mark Morris like a drum. It was like 80, 83 to 34, something like that. Um, Monarchs are definitely down. That used to be a premier girls program, but now they're in a little bit of rebuilding mode themselves. But uh, Michael Jones led the way against the Monarchs. She had 19 points. And Maddie Pleviak, who is their leading scorer for the season, she added 15. They were at Central Kitsap last night, and they will be home to Timberline on Friday. And then, uh, okay, we'll move on to North Thurston Rams. Their boys split in the league so far, 5-5, five and 7-9 five, and nine overall, middle of the standings. They had Gig Harbor last night and Shelton on Friday. Yeah, and in the past week, they uh, split their league games. They beat Peninsula, and then they lost to Capital. And against the Seahawks in the victory, Rob, Robbie Off led with 16 points. Tim Tankley added 13, and Shea Thomas had 12. And moving on to the girls, also splitting league play, 4-4, four and 9-5 four, and five overall. And as of last weekend, at least, they were one of four teams tied for third. 
Yeah, and interestingly, they split their games, their league games, in the exact opposite manner of their boys. They lost to Peninsula, and they beat Capital. And Brooklyn Harn had 19 points in the win over Capital. Rocky Brown added 10. And you already mentioned that they hosted Gig last night, and they're going to Shelton Friday. And uh, so Shelton will move on to them. Uh, their boys, 6-3, and 10-5 and five overall. Timberline last night, North Thurston on Friday. Yeah, and through no uh, no recent fault of their own, I guess I can say, they are now really back in the thick of the race. They had lost three games while Timberline was still undefeated, but now Timberline, as we'll talk about uh, in a little bit, had some bad luck this past week, and that leaves the Shelton boys just a game behind Capital and Timberline that are tied for first, and in their game against Gig Harbor, Ty Thompson, uh, excuse me, against Yelm, Ty Thompson had 18, he had 14 more against Gig. And Kyler Gall was in double figures in both of those games as well. So uh, Shelton now um, seven and three, and they were at Timberline last night. So pending the outcome of that game, they might have uh, moved themselves up in the standings even further. I see. Yeah, and the girls are uh, off the bottom, but maybe not going to make playoffs. Two and eight overall, or in league three and twelve overall. Uh, they also played Timberline last night. Yeah, and they get North Thurston at home on Friday. They lost both their games over the past week to Yelm and Gig Harbor. So, um, yeah, not not their year to to win a state title. All right. Well, there is uh, the middle segment, and we will be back. We've got more to come. We've got the last of the 3A and uh, our 4A Olympia Bears. We'll take a look at all of that. And uh, where is he now? It's all coming up on Red Zone Talk on KGY. And we are back with Hoop Talk, presented by Olympia Orthopedic and Rapid Orthopedic. Noel and Dave here with you this morning. And as we move on in the three A's, we've got a couple of boy teams tied at the top of their league, Capital and Timberline, while the girls are part of a four-way tie for third. Uh, so Capital boys, 8-2, and 14-2 overall. They uh, hosted Peninsula last night, so we don't know about that. And... Special Olympics Pack the Gym is tonight. I'm not really sure what that event is. Uh, it's Special Olympics, and they're yeah. trying to pack the gym. It doesn't have anything to do with the varsity teams, but we were talking earlier. We're going to try to, uh, over the next couple of weeks, give a little uh, credit to the unified team programs from around the area, which uh, involve the Special Olympics um, athletes in the area. So we'll uh, we'll talk more about that at a future point, but uh, should be an interesting event. I don't know too much about that exact night of action i just happened to see it on yeah, the I schedule I did too, but, yeah but yeah but um yeah so anyway capital boys yeah now capital boys and we've been alluding to this all season long they may be uh the best team in the area they are certainly the hottest they are 14 and 2 as you mentioned overall remember those two losses were by only a single point to central Kitsap and timberline at the start of the season they've avenged both those defeats on their way to a 12 game winning streak um, they beat Timberline this week in North Thurston. Chris Penner, who led the Cougars with 19 points, hit a last-second shot in overtime to secure the uh, 56-54 road win over Timberline. And that paid the Blazers back for their own buzzer beater that Hunter Campau got the first time around. Um, in addition to Penner, uh, Brandon Rydell had 17 points in that one and Grant Erickson 14. So you look at Capital, they've played 16 times. They've won 14, lost by a single point. Twice, Twice, the teams that they've since avenged the loss. Um, 
I'd have to say if we were doing any sort of uh, all divisions power ranking for the area, they'd probably be sitting atop it right now. It is how you finish. It's how you finish. And they actually, you know, they haven't been playing bad all year. And they really haven't had a stinker the whole season. When you look at Central Kitsap, uh, it's not among the top three teams, but they've beaten Timberline now. So um, obviously not chopped liver. So I'd have to say Capital Boys have got it going on right now as possibly the best team in the area. Yeah. And, uh, okay, we'll move on to the girls. And, again, part of that uh, four-way tie. Yeah, and the uh, Capital Girls, they were 5-1 uh, and one in the preseason. Now they're 5-5 uh, five and five in league, so they kind of learned that 3A SEC is a tough league lesson, got the defending state champs in that league and some other really good teams. Um, they split their games this week. They beat Timberline, but they lost to Thurston. Uh, as you mentioned, they're at Peninsula last night. Bell Frazier and company, and then they host the defending state champion Gig Harbor on Friday. So, uh no easy week for the Capital Girls. No easy week is exactly right. And Timberline is uh, the Blazer boys, eight and two in league, eleven and five overall. Yeah, it's a tough week for them. They uh, went into the the week eight and zero in league, undefeated. Um, hoping obviously to keep that going and get through to the first place. Uh, they're still in first, but they're tied with Capital now. They lost to um, the Cougars in the game we just talked about. They also lost the other Cougars of Central Kitsap. That puts them at eight and two and allows Capital to catch them. Um, so they're both eight and two and now. Neither one of them, when you come right down to it, neither one of them controls their own fate because they have to uh, hope that somebody else beats the other in the last. What is it? The last four games. Okay. They have to hope that somebody else beats the other one so that they can get into uh, a first place position all by themselves. And right now, last night, we know that the Capital Boys were. Hoping that Shelton at seven and three could do something about that eight and two Blazer record. Um, in the Capital game, though, Hunter Campow, although he didn't hit another buzzer beater for the win, he had another uh, leading scorer night, seventeen points. Ross Jones and Trevor Jobert each added fifteen. Um, as we mentioned, they played Shelton last night. Uh, if they got through that one, they'll have last place Yelm on Friday. So the the key was last night's game for them this week. If they got through that, they probably can get through Yelm and be 10-2 and two at the end of the week. But 3A SCC is heating up. Yes, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. And then the other girls team in that uh, multi-way tie is Timberline, and uh, they had Shelton last night as well. They did, and they've, they've had a, uh, a tough season so far. They're 7-9 and nine overall, 5-5 five and five in the league, as you mentioned, for, to be part of that tie. They did beat Central Kitsap last week. Then they lost to Capital, and they played in one of those showcase games against Todd Beamer, and they lost that one as well. Um, so they, they need to spark it up, somehow get into districts, and move on from there because they have the same talent they had last year when they had a pretty good season. Um, they just need to pull it back together. Well, they are missing Kishara Romaine, who was a very good player. But other than that, they've got the bulk of the girls back. Uh, hopefully they can pull it together uh, mentally and get some wins down the stretch. Yeah, exactly, and uh, that brings us to the 4A, and the Olympia Bears, Bears are uh, pretty good here, tied for second with Curtis behind Puyallup at 10-3 and three in league, 11-6 and six overall, and Puyallup comes to town tomorrow night. Yep, and I'm sure that what uh, the Bears will tell you is that they're not in second place at all, but they're tied for first in the loss column, as they've only got three losses, which is the same as Puyallup. Right. Curtis also has three losses, but Curtis and Olympia only have 10 wins. Puyallup has 11. But as you mentioned, none of that means anything um, because Puyallup is in town. We talked about uh, Capital and 
Timberline not having a chance to control their own fate, having to hope someone else beats somebody. That's not the case for Olympia. They play Puyallup Friday night, as you mentioned. They get a win there. Um, that gives Puyallup its fourth loss, and uh, Olympia and Curtis would be slightly in control in that league. There's still a few games left, and there's still a lot of competition in a very, very tough 4 a league. Uh, in the Curtis loss, which I happen to be at, um, Dylan Sawyer led the way for the Bears with 14. Kai Johnson and Jackson Grant each had 13. Um, and, you know, it just sets it up for Friday night. See it sure does. There. It's going to be a big game. Huge game. I'll be at that one as well, so we may have a little – Audio from that when we next talk to our listeners. So. That would be awesome. It's nice to have teams at the top who uh, can be in control of their own destiny, as you said. Uh, the girls from Olympia, they're kind of middle of the standing, 6-6, six and 7-9 six, and nine overall. Yeah, and they uh, actually got a win, I think, since you saw those records because they're 8-9, okay. 7-6, and, nine, and six, but that's all right. They beat Emerald Ridge. That's what it was recently. Uh, they lost to Curtis in their game. They traveled to Piop on Friday. They're, they're probably – about where they should be. They've got some really good players, but they're also in a, a super duper league. Um, seven and six, nothing to sneeze at with the the squad they have. So they're uh, they're probably uh, playing pretty close to their potential. All right. Well, we've done it again. Twenty eight high school teams. Talked about them all. And where is he now? You picked a you picked an interesting person this week. Uh, I picked a bear. Um, you know, everybody's talking now about Jackson Grant, the six nine sophomore they have. A few years ago, they had six foot eight inch Ben Bishop, and his senior year in 2014-15, he was second team all for a Narrows League at that time. Uh, he averaged 10.3 points, 8.3 rebounds for the Bears that year, um, and he is now a senior at Whitworth University, and he is in his second year as a starter. He averages seven points and three rebounds a game for the Pirates, and the Pirates are 15 and two overall. Second place in the Northwest Conference, just a game behind uh, rival Whitman for the league lead. So uh, Ben definitely going out with a bang in his college career, just as he did in, with an all-narrow selection as a senior at uh, Olympia High School. Well, it's nice to see uh, local kids taking advantage of opportunity. you got to work hard. Uh, a lot of times people think about college ball. They only think about, like, the big schools, you know, Huskies and that kind of stuff. But uh, – well, a lot as, of good college ball. Oh yeah, and as a as a former small college coach for almost a quarter of a century, what I always used to tell people is, "Oh, you guys any good?" or what you know that kind of a comment, or you know, it's not D one or whatever. If you come to one of the small college games and you sit down close, you will not notice the difference. Now, if you walk past the players on their way into the locker room, and then the very next night you go to a Pac twelve game and watch past the players. You will notice that the Pac-10 players are enormous compared to, yeah. you know, Division three or NAI or even some D2 teams. But um, in terms of the game action, what people can dunk, I mean, you're not going to miss the dunks. You're not going to miss the, the three-point shooting that you see at the high levels. Um, so that league that, that Ben's playing in for Whitworth, that is a really tough D3 league. And if they get through that and go to the NC2A tournament, the NC2A D3 tournament is also very tough. And, uh, it's a huge accomplishment to do everything that uh, Ben and the other guys who are at his level at, in a conference like that are doing. All right. Well, that is awesome, and thanks for bringing us up to date with that kind of thing. Uh, locally, our colleges, got the Saints, the Ducks, South Puget Sound. Yeah, strangely enough, I was hoping to be able to say, hey, everyone, get out and watch the so-and-sos play the such-and-sos this week, but all six teams, the men and the women, for all three of our local colleges are on the road this week. Oh boy! None of them are home, but I will point <laughs> out the two that are that are having stellar years again. 
we'll keep you up on that, if nothing else. Hopefully next week we'll have some home games to talk about. But the St. Martin's men are 15-2. and two. They were in the NC2A Division II tournament last year. Would not be surprised to see them there again this season. Um, South Puget Sound Community College, men's team 16-3, and three, um, and they are another threat to do well in the postseason in the 2A, uh, excuse me, not the 2A, the two-year ranks. Um, the rest of them, St. Martin's women and the, the teams at Evergreen not doing as well, but um, as we just mentioned, still fun to watch their games, and when they uh, get back home, we'll let you know who's playing who. All right. Well, that's uh, that's also good to know. Well, there you have it. Been another wonderful morning of hoop talk, and uh, thanks to our sponsors, uh, Olympia and Rapid Orthopedic, to Eleni Bottling and Spin Tees, J and I Power and Woodshed Furniture, and Nine One One Driving School. Be sure and support them. Thank you for joining us. Find the podcast on kgyfm.com. You can email us rzt at kgyfm.com. And join us next Thursday morning at 8.30 for Hoop Talk as the high school basketball season is getting close to the end here and we'll be talking about playoffs before too awful long. Now it's time for the uh, weekday workday kickoff. All the greatest hits back-to-back right here on 95.3 Olympia's KGY. KGY.